Welcome to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. Today is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing well today. It's been a very, very busy uh, day, very busy news day. Uh, if you've been following me on Facebook, you know I've been following the developments going on in Haiti dealing with the assassination of uh, President Jovenel uh, Moise. Uh, we talked about this on the show yesterday, and uh, there are new developments today. There are arrests that have been made. Uh, at least 17 suspects have been arrested. We know at least three uh, suspects have been killed. Two of the 17 suspects uh, are U.S. citizens, and uh, 15 of the 17 suspects are Colombians. Okay, so we're going to talk about this uh, some more on today's show, give you an update on what's going on. Uh, I've been reading uh, articles from the uh, Miami Herald, uh, as well as looking at the live updates from New York Times and Washington Post, looking at information from uh, NBC News, uh, as well. Okay. So we also have a very special guest on today's show. I'm going to bring them on here in a few minutes. We're going to be joined by Abiomi Azikwe. Abiomi Azikwe is the editor of the Pan-African Newswire. And this brother is brilliant. Okay. He speaks in uh, media all over the country, everything from Al Jazeera to all different media outlets. All right. So we're going to bring him on here in just a minute. Now on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the covers of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, in the in the latter part of the show, I'm going to try to squeeze in the story. Uh, Ibra, uh, uh, Ibram X. Uh, Kendi was on uh, the readout with Joanne Reed back on June 28th, responding to attacks from Senator Josh Hawley, Republican Senator Josh Hawley, uh, and responded to attacks that he's a critical race theorist and all types of nonsense like this. A couple of um, recent articles dealing with critical race theory from uh, CNN, we're going to try to squeeze in also. And one deals with how the attack on critical race theory is really dealing with a lot of white guilt um, in the in, in the fear that the the uh, a history of white supremacy and racism is going to be exposed when you really teach uh, the history. So we'll, we'll try to squeeze that in as well. All right. Everybody share this broadcasting on social media platforms. Invite your friends to tune in uh, also. OK. All right. Now, uh, we focus on a number of different topics here on the African History Network show. We deal with current events, history, politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828. To sign up for our email newsletter, text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828. To sign up for our email news newsletter or visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com.
All right. Uh, we're going to jump right into this here. Now, um, Abiyomi Ezekwe is the editor of the Pan-African Newswire, which is an, an electronic press agency that was founded in 1998. He has worked for decades in uh, solidarity with the liberation movements and progressive governments on the African continent and the Caribbean. Abiyomi Ezekwe is a graduate of Wayne State University, my alma mater. That's why I met Abiyomi like 30 years ago in the student center building, right? <laughs> when he's with the Pan-African Student Union. So I joined the Pan-African Student Union after talking to Abiyomi. So I've known him uh, going back to like 1992, something like that. Uh, he's a graduate of Wayne State University in Detroit, where he earned an undergraduate degree and a graduate degree in political science and public administration and educational and administrative studies. He is the co-founder of several Detroit area organizations, including the Detroit Coalition Against Police Brutality, the Michigan Emergency uh, Committee uh, Against War and Injustice, and the Moratorium Now Coalition to Stop Foreclosures, Evictions, and Utility Shutoffs. Between 2007 and 2011, Abiyomi Ezekwe served as the chairperson of the Michigan Coalition for Human Rights uh, for uh, for additional uh, three for an additional three years. He served as president and later vice president of the Michigan Coalition for uh, Human Rights. He is currently a board member at large in the organization. So we want to welcome uh, back to the African History Network show, uh, Abiyomi Ezekwe. All right, brother. Hotep, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing very good. Uh, how are you? Oh, I'm all right, man. Just, just busy, brother. It's <laughs> busy and uh, uh, covering yeah, all co covering all these stories. Yeah, brother. You know, I'm on six nights a week, man. So just <laughs> covering all these stories. <laughs> but all right. you, yeah, but you know how that is. <laughs> yeah, on top of the news. Exactly. Exactly. You know how that is. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I talked about this story a lot on uh, my show yesterday and I dealt with some of the history of um, of Haiti uh, as well, going back to uh, 1492 when uh, Hispaniola was conquered by uh, Columbus and, and the Spanish and then it, uh, the western portion of the, the island of Hispaniola. Um, it comes under French control. They call it Saint Dominique, and that becomes Haiti. You had the Haitian Revolution in 1791, and they declared their independence in 1804. I dealt with some of the, you know, some of the history of Haiti leading up to today. But um, give us your analysis and give us an update on what's taking place in uh, Haiti right now. And I, I sent you the article from uh, Miami Herald, and um, we know that. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at the Miami Herald as well as the New York Times. We know two South Florida men are, are some of the suspects arrested. Uh, Miami Herald is, is saying um, two South Florida men have been arrested in connection with the assassination of um, uh, Haitian Pre uh, Haiti President Jovenel Moise, along with 15 Colombian nationals. Uh, Haiti police uh, reported Thursday night. So, so give us an update on what's going on, brother. Well, um, in terms of what's been reported uh, in the uh, newspapers and on television networks, uh, the president, as you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. uh, Jovenel Moise, uh, was assassinated by a well-organized uh, group of armed gunmen. Right. Uh, there's reports uh, coming from the uh, United States ambassador 
uh, the Haitian ambassador to the United States, Edmond Bouchard, right, uh, who said that uh, they came up uh, in vehicles and perhaps uniforms of the United States Drug Enforcement Agency. Uh, you know, that was a really uh, a major statement um, because uh, we know Haiti has been a long time accused uh, over the last uh, 25 years or more of being a major conduit uh, for drug trafficking uh, in the Caribbean uh, into the United States. Uh, that is something that really needs uh, further exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting about this as well is that uh, the president, uh, Moise, had predicted not too long ago uh, that there was an attempt uh, to uh, overthrow his government and assassinate him. Uh, there's also a dispute over uh, who is actually in charge of the uh, Haitian government right. at this time. And then Paul Joseph, uh, who, who has declared himself as acting prime minister, mm-hmm. and there was another um, individual who was designated uh, to be uh, interim prime minister, along with uh, President Maurice, but uh, he was not uh, inaugurated into the position. So uh, the government has declared a state of siege uh, right now in Haiti. Now, what does that really mean? Um, it's been unfolding over the last uh, two days. The uh, Canadian um, trained Haitian police force uh, has pursued uh, the uh, alleged uh, suspects in the assassination of the president and his uh, first lady was severely wounded. Right. There were reports yesterday that she had uh, passed away, but it turns out that was not correct, and she's been flown to uh, Miami uh, for medical attention. Right, on Wednesday. Uh, but, uh, yes, what does this mean, a state of siege uh, in Haiti? Um, the Dominican Republic, you mentioned earlier, because the island is divided. Mm-hmm. Uh, between uh, a former Spanish colony, uh, the Dominican Republic, and, uh, of course, Haiti, right. you know, former uh, French colony, but it was also periodically um, uh, intervened uh, by Spain as well as Britain. We also know the history of the United States in relationship to Haiti, mm-hmm. a long, sordid history. So all these factors have to be taken into consideration when we try to analyze this um, the U.S. historically has been heavily involved in trying to uh, determine the internal affairs, the character of the government, the economy in Haiti. And uh, right now, uh, there are elements in Haiti uh, that are calling for U.S. intervention. Uh, and, um, you know, we dealt with this way back in the uh, 90s. Remember when we were right. at uh, the university? Uh, exactly, at Wayne State, yeah. The intervention in 1994 to reimpose uh, John Bertrand Steve. Right. Uh, it's been overthrown in 1991. So, yeah, but it, it's a lot of information that's floating around and uh, a lot of different sources. You mentioned some of the sources. Uh, there's also France 24, which is a uh, French uh, television station uh, that also um, broadcasts in English. You can get them um, over their website as well as on YouTube. Uh, Al Jazeera has also been covering uh, the story. They've had some detailed reports. So uh, we have to, you know, try to track this down by all the sources that are available. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know uh, I was reading, um, it was what, actually, uh, let, let's do this because uh, we're coming up here on a break in three minutes. Shakita, I want to go to clip number one. Um, 
I want to go to uh, NBC Nightly News here in just a second. They had a report on this. I know dealing with the uh, DEA, I heard uh, Bochit Edmund um, yesterday, Roland Martin interviewed him on Roland Martin Unfiltered. And everybody, I'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on Friday, uh, July 9th. I'm a panelist uh, every Friday on Roland Martin Unfiltered. But I'm looking at different sources here, and it, it, it's saying that the it, it's suspected that um, the – uh, now, the, the Haitian government, they're calling these people mercenaries, but it's suspected that the, the ones who yeah. said they were DEA agents, they, they suspect that was a ruse, uh, that's a cover, and that they aren't really DEA agents. We'll find out. But uh, it is some very interesting things here, but I want to go to this clip here. Uh, let's go to clip number one. This is from uh, NBC Nightly News, New Details and Arrest and Assassination of President Jovenel Moise. After more video emerge of assassins outside the private home of Haiti's president, less than 24 hours later came the first arrest. Authorities now say seven suspects were killed during a gun battle and six others are now in custody. I'm also aware that a larger group of possible perpetrators have taken refuge in two buildings in the city and that they are now surrounded by the police. New footage appears to show heavily armed men moving down the street around the time President Jovenel Moise was assassinated. In separate audio, a voice can be heard identifying the group in English as DEA agents. The Haitian government says they also spoke Spanish and were foreign mercenaries posing as DEA agents. The country's ambassador won't say who may have paid them or whether they had inside help. We don't want to stick in it. Uh, there was an investigation going on. First Lady Martine Moise was critically wounded and is being treated at a Miami hospital. That means that in Haiti, the Prime Minister has declared a state of siege. Today, protesters gathered outside a police station where suspects were being held. And late today, Haiti's Minister of Elections confirms to NBC News that at least one U.S. citizen is among those in custody. Okay. Pause right there. So since that uh, since that aired 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, we have more updates and it's two, at least two uh, of the suspects uh, arrested are said to be South Florida men. We see that uh, that's being reported also by uh, the Miami Herald. Um, the New York Times is reporting 17 suspects um, have been arrested in total. And there was a, a discrepancy. Uh, the Miami uh, uh, Herald talks about a discrepancy uh, in the report from the Haitian government uh, earlier today dealing with uh, uh, earlier. They said uh, seven uh, had been, uh, I think, killed. Uh, but let's see here. Uh, Haitian officials have not released the names of the other men arrested, but they said uh there are a total of 15 Colombians under arrest, along with two South Florida, uh, two from South Florida, two South Florida Haitian Americans. Police said three of the assailants, uh, Colombians, Colombians as well were killed. Now, earlier, Haiti police had said seven of the assailants were dead earlier in the day. And that's the reporting from NBC Nightly News. They did not explain the discrepancy but they said they are still looking for eight other assailants, all Colombians. Uh, uh, hold the line, uh, Abiyomi. We have to take a quick commercial break. Uh, you listen to the African history. 
Okay, no problem. Listen to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We're speaking with Abiyomi Zikwe, editor of the Pan-African Newswire. We'll be back in a few minutes. Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted, empower yourself. Start your free trial today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation of Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, and we are live. Um, on the line, uh, our guest is uh, Abiyomi Azikwe. He is the editor of the Pan-African Newswire. Um, he does um, media interviews and in all different types of media, including Al Jazeera. Uh, the Pan-African Newswire is a uh, digital it is an electronic press agency that was founded in 1998. Abiyomi has worked for decades in solidarity with the liberation movements and progressive governments on the African continent and the Caribbean. And we are talking about the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise and um, updates on what's taking place. Uh, those uh, we know at least uh, there, there have been uh, at least 17 suspects arrested, at least two are uh, described as South Florida men who are of Haitian descent um, as well. We want to bring him back uh, uh, back on here. Okay, so uh, Abiyomi, uh, I want to go to, uh, yeah. well, first of all, you, you want to come right before the break. I, I shared the clip from uh, the reporting from earlier today from NBC Nightly News. Uh, any uh, comments on that. Then I want to go to this latest reporting from the New York Times. But go ahead, and you can comment because um, we had to go to break. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that uh, there's still a lot of confusion. Yes. About the number of people arrested, the number of people killed. So all that's going to have to be uh, sorted out. But um, the uh, Haitian National Police Chief uh, Leon Charles did say uh, that uh, seven of these suspects, alleged suspects. Uh, uh, were killed, you know, in uh, various uh, police actions in the country. Uh, that was attributed to him uh, by a uh, uh, radio metropole, uh, which is um, a, a Haitian uh, radio network. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll just have to continue to monitor what's going on uh, because uh, you have a lot of speculation uh, that's taking right. place uh, both inside Haiti as well as... Um, among the uh, Haitian diaspora, people living outside the country. There are like 300,000 Haitians living in uh, South Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a huge Haitian community, uh, you know, here in the United States. 
Yeah, you know, I was looking at the reporting from the Washington Post earlier today. I read New York Times and Washington Post every day. And uh, the Washington Post was reporting at least three suspects killed, 17 suspects detained, including two U.S. citizens, uh, eight uh, eight suspects on the run. Uh, so that's something that's important there. Uh, the, the Miami Herald, as well as Washington Post, and I think also and uh, and also the New York Times are reporting eight suspects are still on the run. Uh, authority said. So uh, what I want to do, I, I want to uh, go to the uh, reporting here from, I want to look at the uh, latest reporting here from the New York Times. Just a second, let me pull this up here and uh, share with everybody what's going on, and then you can comment on it um, as well. Let me pull this up here. Okay, because I was, I printed up the article and I was looking at it. So the, uh, the New York Times has a has a piece here. Two U.S. citizens are among at least 17 suspects arrested in uh, Moise killing. And I'm going to put this up on the screen share also. So those watching on Facebook and YouTube can see. All right. Um, let's see here. OK, so uh, at least 17 people, including 15 Colombians, and two American citizens were detained in the assassination of President uh, jo uh, Jovenel Moise. Haitian officials said uh, late Thursday night as they paraded the suspects before the news media and asserted that, quote unquote, foreigners had been involved in the brazen attack. Now, if you look at the reporting from the uh, Miami Herald. And Miami Herald has a piece that I already showed here on the screen. Uh, they have a uh, they have an article: Two South Florida men, twenty six Colombians involved in Moise assassination. Haiti police say. And if you just go to MiamiHerald.com and search for Jovenel Moise, this article will come up. But they have a video here where they show uh, these men de detained. Okay, <laughs> they show these men detained, and they show a cache of weapons. On, on, on the table uh, as well. Now, uh, at a news conference um, at National Police Headquarters, um, let me see here, let's go to, let me turn on the screenshot just a second here. Uh, okay, I think it's this one here. Okay, at a news conference, um, at uh, National Police Headquarters with interim prime minister, uh, the with the interim prime minister, the American men were described as being of Haitian descent and were identified as Joseph Vincent and James uh, Salages, S-O-L-A-G-E-S, okay? So, uh, all right. Let me get the, I wanna get the right article here up on the, okay, I think this is the right one. Um, okay, so uh, Haitian security officials had earlier described Mr. Salages as a resident of South Florida who had been apprehended on Wednesday during the manhunt for the uh, assailants. Uh, a Canadian government official said that Mr. Salages was briefly employed as a reserve bodyguard by a security company hired by uh, the Foreign Affairs Ministry in 2010. At least eight more suspects were on the run, authorities said. 
uh, Leon Charles, uh, Haiti's police chief, as, as you referenced, uh, Abiyomi, uh, Leon Charles said, quote, we are we are pursuing them. We are asking the public to help us. Now, we know early in the day, the public uh, uh, captured, basically apprehended at least two suspects and turned them over to the police. Yeah. <laughs> OK, now, Colombia's defense minister, Diego Milano, uh, said the government was cooperating with an official request from Interpol, the global police agency, for information about the detained suspects. He added that initial information suggested that they were retired members of the Colombian military. OK, um, Diego Milano, mm -hmm. Colombia's defense uh, minister, uh, said he, uh, that the initial information suggested that uh, these uh, Colombians who were apprehended were retired members of the Colombia military. Now, the detainees were lined up at the news conference Thursday, uh, July 8th, Thursday night in handcuffs, some showing signs of physical injuries. A table displayed at least 10 Colombian passports, along with automatic weapons, sledgehammers and saws, S-A-W-S. So you, you, your thoughts, Abiyomi? Well, um, Colombia, you know, if we know the history of uh, the relationship with uh, the United States, uh, it's been extremely uh, repressive. Uh, Colombia uh, was the third largest recipient of the United States uh, foreign assistance. Uh, of course, the state of Israel being number one. Uh, it, Egypt, uh, which is in North Africa and has been largely uh, controlled politically and economically by the U.S. for more than 40 years. And then Colombia. Uh, there's a very repressive military and security apparatus in Colombia uh, because uh, the United States has tried to uh, prevent um, at least uh, one revolutionary organization from taking power. There are two um, uh, that operate, have been operating there for many decades. Uh, so that, that indicates uh, that uh, this operation could have very well uh, been deliberate uh, and a, a coup d'etat against the existing uh, leadership of uh, President uh, Maurice. Also, uh, if you look at the role of uh, Colombia in destabilizing neighboring Venezuela, uh, there was an attempted coup over two years ago in uh, Venezuela, and uh, a lot of the uh, uh, defectors from uh, Venezuela, as well as mercenaries, were based in Colombia. Uh, so uh, the more information uh, we receive about this, it looks like it could very well have been a, a coup against uh, the existing administration. Right. Uh, and uh, what the outcome of this is going to be is still not clear because you have um, uh, Claude Joseph, uh, who is claiming to be the active, acting prime minister, mm -hmm. and yet at the same time, uh, it's not clear exactly how much support he has in the country and uh, whether or not he can enforce this state of siege. Uh, because people there are very... Um, uh, very, very upset with the existing state of affairs over the last few years. There's been at least two major uh, general strikes and rebellions on the part of the uh, Asian people against uh, the Jovenel government, right. which was heavily backed by the United States, just like the uh, Michelle Martinet government before that uh, mm -hmm. was heavily backed by the United States. So, you know, people need to look also at the role of uh, the government here right. in, in everything that's going on in Haiti. Right. So, you know, I talked about this some yesterday. So there was um, you have um, those in Haiti 
who are saying uh, that he, uh, jo uh, uh, Jovenel Moise, uh, should have stepped down from power back in February of this year, and he's staying in power past his term or something like that. Talk talk about that for a minute. It, that reminds me of Donald Trump, by the way. But talk yeah. about talk about that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he, um, like I said, there's been uh, uh, two major uh, outbreaks um, uh, of violence. Uh, in 2019, uh, there was a large uh, uprising inside the country. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been general strikes among, uh, you know, different uh, trade union groups, uh, community organizations inside the country. And uh, there's also a lot of uh, factionalism within the uh, Haitian uh, parliament. Uh, as well, and uh, okay, I'm getting some feedback. Hold on, what is it? So therefore, what's okay. important uh, to understand is that uh, with all this uh, internal turmoil inside the country, uh, it was very difficult to have any type of smooth transition of power. Uh, so it's been delayed, and I think the United States supported the delay of um, you know the handover of power. Now they claim uh, the, the, you said you said the United States was supportive of what now the United States was supportive of what of the continuation of the uh, juvenile uh, Maurice uh, staying in office at least that was that public posture okay up until recently now they're saying that uh, they want uh, the election to take place later this year but it's not clear if uh, the country is in any position to hold. Uh, multi-party elections, considering that the president uh, was assassinated, and there are a lot of other problems going on inside uh, of Haiti itself. But um, as I said earlier, um, there are interests. Um, there's been some uh, call from the uh, Dominican Republic amb ambassador to the uh, United Nations, saying right. there needs to be some type of international intervention in Haiti to go for the instability. Uh, and uh, even uh, the ambassadors, uh, at least the one uh, from Canada, who I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. there was an interview with him uh, on um, on one of the uh, leading uh, television uh, networks, uh, France 24. Okay. His name is Robert Artus. I uh, was calling for, you know, the assistance of the uh, Canadian government. And he also pointed out that uh, the, which I mentioned earlier, the Haitian National Police, uh, have been trained and supplied uh, with uh, weapons uh, by uh, the Canadian government. Uh, so, by, also, by, by which government? Americans, by which government? By uh, the Canadian government. Canadian and government. Also the Organization of American States. Okay. The OAS. Okay. Uh, which is based in South America, but it's really a U.S. Uh, construct. Uh, it was designed uh, many years ago to. Um, fight against the uh, influence of Cuba. Right. You know, in Latin America. Uh, they uh, supposedly have passed a resolution uh, calling for some type of um, international investigation into the assassination. Uh, saying that Haiti needs help. Uh, so, what, we have to look at some of the results of some of the previous uh, interventions by the United States. Um, the uh, overthrow of uh, Jean Bertrand Aristide in '91, mm -hmm. then they reimposed him militarily in '94. Right. Uh, he stayed in office uh, for nearly a decade, and then in 2004, the uh, bicentennial of Haitian independence, uh, which was in 1804, 1804, uh, right? France and Canada invaded Haiti. 
and right. uh, occupied the country uh, for a while. They overthrew John Bertrand Aristide and exiled him to the Central African Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was all done by the United States, France, and Canada. And then uh, they installed the United Nations so-called peacekeeping force uh, in Haiti for many years. Uh, there were huge problems with uh, the UN forces there. Uh, there was a Colorado break, uh, if people recall. And also, um, there was a lot of resistance to the UN. And there were several uh, clashes and massacres of nations by uh, the United Nations uh, peacekeeping forces, uh, which have largely uh, been removed uh, from Haiti uh, right now. So uh, we have to guard against uh, U.S. intervention. You know, the U.S. occupied the country for 19 years, between 1915 and 1934. Right. Um, uh, ostensibly prompted by uh, an assassination, a political assassination um, in Haiti uh, during World War One. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the interventions have not helped, uh, as far so, as we can see. So let me... Uh, they went in again in 2010. Remember when there was an earthquake? Yeah, the earthquake in 2010. And, um, they were supposed to raise uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to help Haiti. Right. Uh, Bill Clinton was involved in that project. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all know uh, the homes were never built. I think they built six homes. It was never clear what happened to the money. Right. Uh, it was raised uh, from all over the world. Right. Let me let me do this quickly here. I want to go to this uh, article right. here. Yeah. I, I talked about this yesterday on this show. So, everybody, this is an article from NBC News. Haitian President Jovenel Moise assassinated First Lady injured in attack, interim uh, prime minister says. This is from July 7th, 2021. But I want to go to the last two paragraphs here. This is what I was just talking about a couple of minutes ago. Um Abiyomi. Uh, it says the Caribbean country of around 11 million is one of the poorest in the Americas. Now, I also talked about yesterday how they had to pay back. I think it was like 21 billion dollars to France um, in, in reparations for, for defeating France and the injury. Uh, <laughs> you know, they were forced to pay that. And this is one of the reasons why they're so poor. But um, it has been Haiti has been gripped by violence and gridlocked in the last few months. Uh, protests against the president uh, Moise turned violent in February of 2021. Opposition leaders demanded that Moise step down, arguing that his term legally ended in February of 2021. Moise and his supporters maintained his term began when he took office in early 2017, following a chaotic election that forced the appointment of a provisional president to serve during a year-long gap. Now, it did just so we understand this here. Um, did Moise stay in office past his term ending, or what? what what's going on there? Well, it depends on how you interpret it. As you mentioned, um, you know, some say because there was delay of him uh, taking office uh, because there were allegations of a massive voter fraud. Uh, in the uh, elections that brought him to power. So there were allegations and, uh, of voter fraud? Of that, there were allegations of voter fraud yeah, in the election? Okay. On, yeah, on the on the part of their party, okay. uh, which I mentioned the party is uh, the Tech Kali uh, party and uh, was founded by Michelle uh, Montelay, uh mm-hmm. who uh, had been in power prior to uh, Juvenile uh, Maurice. Uh, so there was claims 
not the opposition of massive uh, voter fraud, and uh, it delayed uh, his installation as president. So his supporters would say, no, he has not stayed past his um, time in office, but then his detractors uh, would say uh, just the opposite. Now, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. claims they want him to hold elections, uh, I believe, in September. Uh, but we'll see if the United States sticks to that uh, position. Okay. Uh, so l- let me ask you this question. Now, we know that back in 1915, that's the beginning of uh, uh, at the start of World War yeah. One, 1914 and 1918. We know that um, it, I think it was about 300 Marines or something like that occupied Haiti. And um, we see that uh, in 2004, um, it was um, U.S., France and um, the uh, U.S., France and Canada involved in uh overthrowing um uh aristide um so talk about the relationship between um haiti and the u.s what 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 is why is the u.s interested in haiti what's in it for now now the other thing is is that um jovenel moise is basically, from my understanding, he was basically put in power by the U.S. or they helped put him in power. Uh, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, you know, he has a background as a businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's involved in uh, the auto parts. Uh, right, auto know, parts. Retail sector. Right. He's you doing know, agricultural, uh, development of agricultural products. So he's fairly well off uh, as a businessman. So these are the kinds of people they usually want to support. Uh, in countries where they have um, uh, interests. Uh, you ask what the state. Right. Well, that goes back, you know, many, many centuries. Um, because of the Haitian Revolution, mm-hmm. um, you have feared, you know, during the period of um, slavery, enslavement here in this country, they feared that uh, there would be a successful uh, slave rebellion in the United States. And some of the rebellions, particularly the one in Louisiana in 1811, mm-hmm. uh, which is been hidden for many, many years. Information is starting to come out about that rebellion. It's one of the largest rebellions uh, against enslavement uh, in the history of the United States. Uh, was led uh, and it was sparked, you know, by uh, people who uh, knew about the Haitian Revolution. Uh, some of the leaders may have been from Haiti. I uh, had spent time in Haiti. Uh, they were originally uh, their ancestors both went back. Uh, to West Africa, or the area today known as Ghana, uh, the two uh, people who led that uh, rebellion. Their, their objective was to march on uh, New Orleans. Uh, right. They were taking over several slave plantations. And, uh, yeah, people can read about that. That's that the German rebellion. coast uprising? Uh, That's the German coast uprising, yes, right? Yes, right. yes, yes. Yes, right. That, uh, and then, of course, they never recognized Haiti. From 1804, when they declared themselves independent uh, black republic. They weren't recognized until the U.S. Civil War in 1862. Mm-hmm. So there was, in effect, a blockade on the country, uh, not only by France, but by the United States. The U.S. did not want them uh, to succeed. Even it wasn't until the uh, Civil War where they were trying to, when they started inducting uh, our people into the Union Army, uh, that they uh, appointed uh, Frederick Douglass as a... The Union uh, Army, okay, uh, during the Civil War. 
You're talking about during the civil U.S. Civil War, yeah, 1861, right. 
there has to be some type of uh, united front among the uh, various organizations. One, uh, to bring about political stability, but also to, in an attempt to stave off uh, yet another uh, U.S. military intervention. And another thing uh, that could um, motivate the United States to intervene is the potential of mass migration of Haitians into uh, South Florida. Right. As I mentioned earlier, 300,000 uh, Haitians there. Uh, and uh, in order to maintain <laughs> or to keep down the black population in the United States, they do not want, you know, a massive uh, numbers of Haitians uh, coming into the United States. In fact, they don't want people coming in from Mexico and Central America uh, on the uh, other end of the border. Uh, and a lot of those people are uh, people of African descent as well. Uh, from the African continent, from South America, who are also entering the United States. Now, we don't hear about that. Uh, that's concealed because they want to racialize the conflict to make it look like they're just against um, brown people, you know, people from Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, uh, and so forth. But, uh, you know, this is a very complex uh, situation in terms of uh, immigration, really migration, because a lot of the people that come for economic reasons, right. political reasons as well, but also economic reasons. So, right. Uh, you know, it's people migrating, you know, to find uh, what they can think to be a better life. Now, when they get here to find out something totally different. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, ICE, you know, the police, uh, racism in the United States, and, uh, you know, COVID-19 pandemic and all of that mm -hmm. uh, that's been happening here over the last year and a half. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, um, we're, uh, we're almost out of time here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF, but just very quickly, uh, that was the German Coast Uprising in 1811 in uh, Louisiana yeah. that you're you referring to. I have uh, an article up here from um, uh, NOLA.com, NOLA.com, um, New Orleans publication, the 1811 Louisiana Slave Revolt that, was almost lost to history. And then there's also a um, article here from SmithsonianMag.com, Smithsonian Institute. Um, this one here is how a nearly successful slave revolt was intentionally lost to history, how a nearly successful slave revolt was intentionally lost to history. Uh, more than 500 slaves, more than 500 slaves fought for their freedom in this oft overlooked uh, rebellion. Okay. And this is in Louisiana. It was, uh, uh, Jan January of 1811. And, um, the Zen education project has information about this also, but it's, uh, called also referred to as the, uh, German coast uprising. Okay. Um, let people know how they can read the Pan-African newswire, Abiomi, how they can get in contact with you, how they can support you all as well. Yeah, uh, just go to our website. It's at uh, panafricannews.blogspot.com. That's panafricannews.blogspot.com. And um, also, uh, I'm on Facebook uh, under my name, Abayomi Azikwe. Uh, there's a personal Facebook page, and there's a Pan African Newswire uh, Facebook page as well. I'm also on Instagram uh, and Twitter uh, as well. So. Uh, you can uh, follow me on all those uh, platforms. Then I have a uh, blog talk radio program, the Pan African Journal, okay. worldwide radio broadcast that usually um, 
uh, broadcast uh, twice a week, and the podcasts are available under the uh, Pan African Radio Network. So all Pan African Radio Network. Follow uh, what we're doing. Yes. Okay, and we have uh, the website up here: panafricannews.blogspot.com. Panafricannews.blogspot.com. People can read the Pan African News Wire there. All right, brother. Well, look, man, it, it's always good uh, to have you on. I know it's been a, a few years. We're going to have to have you back very soon. Um, so, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for taking take your time out of your busy schedule. And we'll talk to you soon, okay? Well, thank you, and good luck with all your um, African history endeavors. Okay, you too, brother. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. All right, right. Abiyomi. All right, peace. Right. Thanks, peace. All right. All right, everybody. That's Abiyomi Ezekwe, um, editor of the Pan African Newswire. Um, we're this is what we're going to do. Uh, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. And uh, this is our official Cash App account. Dollar sign the AHN show. S H O W. Uh, and it shows my name, Michael, and shows my picture there. These other ones are fake uh, African History Network Cash App accounts that somebody set up. I've already reported them to uh, Cash App. But we're here six days a week. This helps us to keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting. Also register for the online that I, course that I teach. If you like this type of information, I teach a 10-week online course on Sundays. Uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching. We're going to keep broadcasting for a few more minutes. Right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Peace. All right, stand by, everybody. Stand by. Keep uh, Stand by. We're going to be here for a few more minutes. Um, so my, uh, the new online course that I teach is, uh, it started up uh, Sunday, July 4th. So, uh, Sunday, July 11th is class number, uh, two. Okay. All the sessions are recorded. Uh, you can go back and watch them over and over again. African, uh, uh um, ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. Okay. We deal with thousands of years of history and we deal with what led up to the transatlantic slave trade, uh, taking place. All right. And, uh, we deal with ancient Kemet, uh, ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Africa, uh, Ab uh, Nubia, Ta-Nehisi, uh, Ethiopia. We deal with the Khoisan, the short statured people, the Twa, et cetera. And we do with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. And we do what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. And we take you through the transatlantic slave trade from 1441 up until um, the uh, late 1800s. So at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, when you scroll down the page, you'll see the information for the 10 week online course. Next class is Sunday, uh, July 11th. Uh, click right here to register here. It takes you to the next page and click on enroll. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. All right. Uh, we do the classes live. All of the sessions are recorded. All of the sessions are recorded. Okay. And, um, you can watch you, you will also, 
get the content from the Saturday class that's wrapping up. We only have one or two more sessions of the Saturday class. You get the content from the Saturday class that is um, that's wrapping up. And you can watch classes one through nine of the Saturday class and you'll be enrolled in the uh, class that meets on Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. All right. So as soon as you register, you can uh, also watch class number one that we did Sunday, July 4th. And you'll be ready for the uh, class coming up this Sunday. OK, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips. We do a thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We have, we have guest speakers. So Dr. David M. Hotep, author, author of The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence, uh, spoke to my class on uh, Saturday, uh, June 12th, Saturday, June 12th, 2021. So when you register, you'll be able to watch that course content from the Saturday class as well. You'll be able to watch that class. And we just posted the link here uh, also. OK, now somebody said they tried to enroll and could not. Uh, I just posted the link here. Now, if you had, if you ran into any problems, uh, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com. Ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com if you had any problems uh, registering, and uh, we'll, we'll get you taken care of, okay? So the class is regularly $130, is on sale, uh, $80 right now. And you probably haven't seen anything like this before. We deal with um, uh, so much history. We take you through a timeline of history also and really understand cause and effect as well. Understand cause and effect. Uh, Dr. David M. Hotel wrote this book here, The First Americans Were Africans, uh, Documented Evidence. And his book deals with uh, 713 footnotes, but it deals with uh, overwhelming evidence of an African presence in the Americas, uh, dating back at least 56,000 years ago in South America and at least 51,700 years ago here in the land we call the United States of America. And these were the Khoisan, who have the oldest DNA on the planet, come from Southern Africa. They're the ancestors to the Ainu and the Twa. They go all around the world and they were here as well. And this is long before Native Americans come into existence. This is long before the transatlantic slave trade starts. This is long before Europeans are even on the planet and before European explorers come to this land here. So if you like the type of information that uh, I share each night here on the African History Network show, this online course is going to blow you away. All right. Let's see here. Um, all right. So, yeah, if you have any problems uh, registering, email me at ahnshow at africanhistorynetwork.com. Okay, very quickly here, I, I want to uh, go back to the article, the uh, information that were critical race theory. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that on Friday's show because I have to get out of here um, shortly. But uh, to go back to the, I want to go back to the piece here from uh, the New York Times. And let me refresh the screen, see if there are any updates. And I'm going to do a refresh on um also Miami Herald, because Miami Herald was updating uh, their article throughout the day. So I want to look at this as well. 
Okay. But just very quickly here. Let's go back to this one here from uh, New York Times. All right. This one here from New York Times. Two U.S. citizens are among at least 17 suspects arrested in uh, Moise killing. And let's go back to this one here. Okay. Um, the detainee, let's see. The detainees were lined up against, uh, lined up at a news conference uh, Thursday night in handcuffs, showing signs of some physical injuries. Uh, the country's interim prime minister, Claude Joseph, Claude, uh, Claude Joseph, said a group of foreigners had entered the country to kill the president in a cowardly fashion, had entered the country to kill the president in a cowardly fashion. He said, quote, they forgot something. He said, uh, you may kill the president, but you may not kill his dreams. You may kill the president, but you may not kill his dreams. You cannot kill his ideology and you cannot kill uh, what he was fighting for. Now, that was. Uh, that's why I'm determined uh, for President Jovenel Moise's family, friends and allies and the Haitian population to get justice. Now, angry civilians have also joined in the hunt, capturing some suspects, capturing some suspects themselves and setting a fire vehicles thought to have been used in the attack. Haiti is now basically under martial law after uh, interim prime minister Claude Joseph declared uh, a, a state of siege, declared a state of siege. That allows the police and members of security forces to enter homes, control traffic and take special security measures. It also forbids meetings meant to excite or prepare for disorder. So basically you have martial law going on right now in Haiti. Uh, there was another piece from uh, Washington Post I was looking at before we came on the air here, uh, dealing with two epidemics, uh, two, epi two epidemics in Haiti, uh, usher in critical phase following assassination. It's another uh, piece. We'll probably talk some about that uh, tomorrow. I'll, sh I'll go to that one in just a second. Now, the rapidly evolving crisis deepened the turmoil and violence that has gripped Haiti for months, threatening to tip one's uh, threatening to tip one of the world's most troubled nations further into lawlessness questions swirled about who might have been behind the brazen 
uh, attack and how they eluded the president's security detail to carry it out. See, this is another, this is something else, uh, another question because uh, based on So this is going to take a, a thorough investigation, but it appears on the surface there's some type of Colombian link to this as well. Okay, um, it, I'm not saying it's from the Colombian government, but it appears you have uh, reports coming out of Haiti that 15 of the 17 detainees are Colombians. And uh, Claude Joseph um, said that it was reporting from uh, Miami Herald. Um, police said three of the assailants, Colombians as well, were killed earlier. He did see uh, Claude Joseph talked about um, them being part of for, uh, former member. No, it was. um the Colombian who said this, uh, Diego, that they were former members of the Colombian military. That was uh, the piece from uh, Miami Herald. And I'm going to try to find that exact quote here. The rapidly evolving crisis deepened the turmoil and violence that has gripped um, Haiti for months, threatening to threatening to um, tip one of the world's most troubled nations further into lawlessness. Defense uh, Defense Minister Diego Milano, that's who it was. Defense Minister Diego Milano, that, that was the piece from the Washington Post. Um. The mysterious plot against Moise was was reaching beyond Haiti's borders. Colombian authorities confirmed late Thursday that at least some of the suspects were former members of the Colombian army, saying they had launched an investigation into their alleged involvement. OK, that's the reporting from The Washington Post. Now, there were reports of fighting between suspects and security forces throughout the day. Earlier Thursday, Helene uh, Lalima, the uh, top U.N. official in Haiti, told reporters that a group of suspects had, quote, taken refuge in two buildings in the city uh, and are now surrounded by police and are now surrounded by police. Uh, she spoke via teleconference from Port-au-Prince, the capital of uh, Haiti, after briefing the United Nations Security Council on the Haitian crisis in a private meeting. It was unclear if the situation had, had been resolved. Haiti's ambassador to the United States, Bochit Edmond, um, has described the assailants as, quote, uh, well-trained professionals, well-trained professionals, killers, commandos. All right, check out the rest of this article here from New York Times. Uh, two U.S. citizens are among at least 17 suspects arrested in the Moise killing. All right. That's going to do it uh, 
for us. I'll be on Roland Martin Unfiltered on uh, Friday, uh, July 9th. Uh, so check me out there, Roland Martin Unfiltered on uh, Roland Martin on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, show airs live 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, around 6 p.m. You can support the African History Network, uh, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Uh, or through our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. It helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting six days a week, uh, finance the show, pay some of the bills, etc. And be sure to register for uh, my new online course. Uh, class number two is going to be Sunday, July 11th of Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. When we deal with the transatlantic slave trade, we can't start in 1619 in Virginia. We can't start in 1441 with the Portuguese going into Mauritania. We have to deal with uh, tens of thousands of years of history and uh, what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade uh, taking place. We deal with Ghana, Shanghai. Um, Mali, we deal with ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt, Nubia, Abyssinia, Ethiopia. Uh, we deal with great African civilizations. We look at a number of different archaeological discoveries also that uh, recent archaeological discoveries that have taken place uh, recently as well that are causing that are causing uh, the scientists to have to push the timelines back and rethink everything uh, as well. Because all of this is uh, much older than what we have been taught uh, originally, okay? There was just a discovery of uh, um, the lost city of Egypt that dates back about 3,000 years ago. That uh, Just in the last uh, few months, that discovery came out. So you'll see these different types of archaeological discoveries uh, that are coming out uh, every other week, basically. Every other week, we have these new archaeological discoveries that are uh, taking place. All right, so you can register for the online course at uh, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, Af our, our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Also, all of my DVD lectures are available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, and uh, digital downloads as well. But at our website, when you scroll down, you'll see information for uh, the radio show. Uh, you can uh, click here to listen to audio podcasts of my shows. I just uploaded podcasts uh, today. Uh, click here to read articles I've written. And then we have the information for the online course here, and you'll see the flyer. Uh, it's a 10-week online course. It meets 10 consecutive Sundays. This next class is Sunday, July 2nd. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, July 11th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Click here for register here. And then uh, next page, click on enroll. Class is regularly $130 on sale, $80. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now, it's correct for own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we will talk to you uh, tomorrow, okay? Uh, follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, uh, my YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Turn on live notifications so you know when we go live. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.
Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our stories, our way. Black TV, the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30-plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network, subscribe now. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today. Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting, LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voice over IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701.